This is Four Network. Credo is the daft of the Football Daft podcast. Is that a good story? Is that a good story? I've got an encyclopedia brain. He's got a day man, nothing. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Why are you a fucking hula? <laughs> this is Football Daft. Sponsored by Glasgow Private Hire. Make booking easier. Download our booking app now on App Store and Google Play. You're a Rangers man. Uh, I'm a Hearts man. <laughs> With Ewan Cameron. I work for Showtime in ESPN. <laughs> and... Hey, the top end of Stevenson. It's the Football Daft Podcast with you and Grado. Hello there, Grado. All right, mate. How you keeping? I feel a little bit kind of sick, actually. You feel? Wow, I've been. You're always ill. <laughs> you're always ill, mate. You're, there's know. always something wrong with you. I if it's not your arse, it's something else. Aye, I was, I was waited last night, waited Why? this morning. I've been sniffing. Fair. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? It's basically tanning nasal spray. Wait, 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 wait. What? I know of spray tans. I know of sunbeds. I've never heard of someone sniffing a tanning product. Are you sniffing it into your nasal Aye, passages? L- yes. Yeah, so how does that work? <laughs> well, you just basically, there's a wee kind of fucking thing in it. You just stick it up your beak, press it, and it scoots it right up. But one of the side effects is severe nausea and also mega hard ones. <laughs> So I've been waiting and ripping it off it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this, is this what you're doing to yourself up your nose to give yourself a tan? Is this actually legal? I got off Facebook. <laughs> Facebook? Well, you didn't even go to a chemist. You bought this off Facebook. Aye, but it's... Uh, <laughs> you, you, come you're, on, listen, you're listen. An idiot. Fat is better brown. When I'm in this restaurant, hey, fat is better brown and I can't tone it, so I tan it. <laughs> Mate, I get what you're saying, right? You need to look the part when you're wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. No, I'm and, not... you, and you've bought it off Facebook. I feel. What, what? Do you know how I look, Bruno? No, I don't see it. No, how, long, you, how long? How long? You just John? No. no. How, how long have you been sucking it in? For Monday. For Monday. Aye. So it's only what days of the day? Wednesday. It's Aye, three but days. it takes a week. It takes a week, so it does. But apparently, it makes it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm. Uh, Is it I... safe? Fuck knows. <laughs> So don't, be, <laughs> so don't be trying it at home, guys. Much like the art of professional wrestling, leave the tanning sniffing <laughs> to the professionals. <laughs> uh, that's Grado's uh, story of the week. <laughs> Is it? Uh, we've got a rant to do. All right. But I don't want you doing the rant. I'm going to hijack the rant this week. No, we said when we started this podcast it was going to be a Gradle's rant. Slowly but surely, no. you're taking the last part of the no, podcast. No, because I've only had one rant since we started. This is episode six. The that was a good one. BBC. That that made that made us. I like the BBC. I puzzle them up. I want to rant about the Aberdeen fans. Oh, for fuck's sake! Can we? And we're taking you the take rant. The right, right. You take the rant. Here we go. I'm taking Gradle's rant. Grado's rant. So let me give you a wee bit of background to this rant. You already know about this, Grado, because you follow me on Twitter and you were messaging me on WhatsApp about uh, about some of the replies I was getting from Aberdeen fans. And what happened was this. Craig Bryson, former Derby midfielder, has signed up at Pataudry. And he said in the newspapers that he signed for Aberdeen because he was here to win trophies. And I retweeted that story. And with my retweet, I put lots of laughing emojis. 
which a lot of Aberdeen fans didn't like, and they tweeted me in their hundreds to tell me what they thought of me. So I would like to rant about the Aberdeen fans and the way that they behave. Can I do this? Take the flare, mate. Okay, here we go. You're so, a top throw. See, see, for me, Aberdeen fans have got a chip on their shoulder. Don't get me wrong, they were once a force, particularly in the 1980s, right? Agreed? In the 80s, Sir Alex yep. Ferguson? They're not now. They are not a force within Scottish football. And that's a problem with the Aberdeen fans. They're living in the past and can't accept that they're nothing really special. Agree or disagree, Grado? Listen, mate, I've still got to go to wrestle up there. They still call me Buster up there. <laughs> <laughs> say. Right, let's, let's talk about Derek McInnes, right? Right, right. go. Derek McInnes was minutes away from signing up at Rangers. There is no doubt about that. That is on record. Everybody knows that. And in my opinion... He didn't go to Rangers because he bottled it. He's a bottle merchant. He's not a big club manager. And he knows he's not a big club manager. Derek McInnes knows his place. It turns out, in my opinion, that Rangers actually dodged a bullet with McInnes. Why? Because Aberdeen have won one trophy during their time. Rangers were on a world tour of Scotland playing the likes of Peter Head. Hearts and Hibs were also in the championship, and still Aberdeen could only win one trophy when Rangers, Hearts and Hibs were playing in the lower leagues, right? Right. So they had an opportunity. Since the return of Rangers, Hearts and Hibs, the Dons have found themselves going from second to fourth in the league behind Rangers and Kilmarnock, and Aberdeen fans can accept that they're nothing special. They've got to accept who they are. And you know what's really pathetic? What? In regards to the Aberdeen supporters, Aberdeen fans hate Rangers more than they love Aberdeen. <gasps> they do. I, I kid you not. Right. I've got no doubt about that in my mind. Aberdeen fans are raging that Rangers have gone from League 2. So there was Rangers, right? They get demoted because they've dropped into administration, etc., etc., etc. They get thrown into League 2. And Aberdeen fans are absolutely raging that Rangers have found themselves getting through the leagues, they're back in the Premiership, and Rangers are the only club now that has a chance of ending Celtic's dominance within Scottish football. Agree or disagree? Well, I think... Agree, well, agree no, no, no. I, there's no doubt that I believe that next year I think Rangers are going to be stronger title Rangers contenders Rangers are the Aberdeen. only one capable of doing it. I right? believe that next right. year. I believe that. Aberdeen had their chance to capitalise on the problems at Hearts, Hibs and Rangers, and they blew it. Aye. Absolutely blew it. They had the opportunity to close that gap and to also put some distance between themselves, between Rangers, Hearts and Hibs. They haven't done it. So what I'm going to say is this, and my message to the Aberdeen fans is this, take a page out of your manager's book and know your place. Right, well, no, no, no come no, on. No, 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 but realistically, Aberdeen um, are not league title contenders. And the problem with Aberdeen fans, they think they should be and they think that they are. They're not. They're fourth. Ahead of them were Kilmarnock this season. Derek McInnes is taking you backwards. You were once the second best club in Scotland under Derek McInnes. He's taking you to fourth. Mm. And you won one trophy in that period under Derek McInnes. So see the pish that you've been sending me on Twitter this week? Up yous. And and if you've got those, right, well, that, if you've got Twitter replies there, I'm more than happy to read them out. No, I'm I'm not an Aberdeen supporter, but at the end of the day, they need to they need to be aired on their show because they can't phone in. But right now, I've got a wee list of uh, a tweets that are replying to you. <laughs> now you've had your go mm -hmm. at Aberdeen fans. 
This is what the Aberdeen fans think of you, Ewan, right? Okay. From at Doug Shite FC, you are a specky virgin. <laughs> From Graham Beaton, off you fuck, your pound shop Robin Galloway. <laughs> David Morgan, Jesus, aren't you an insufferable prick? <laughs> the Northern Light says, Cameron is a second-rate DJ and a third-rate pundit. I'll paraphrase. He knows fuck all. <laughs> he said he'll leave Twitter if Derek McInnes wasn't the new Sevco manager when the Mexican clown left. Sadly, we're still waiting, so not only is he clueless, he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one from Mark Thompson. He keeps it quite simple and he says, I don't even know who you are. You're just a twat. <laughs> and we've got from Judy Murray's Moisture Mound. That's a great name. Ewan, fuck up, you specky dick. You've got teeth like the coin, they'll hammer you mad for Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Let's actually get an Aberdeen fan down here and, and, and have a kind of Oh, debate. bring we them in, man. It. Bring them in. Should we do that? Should we maybe Correct. have a wee email please, address? Please. You want it, Ewan? If you're, if you're listening to this right now, you can get me on Twitter. Ewan D. Cameron. It's mm -hmm. E-W-E-N-D for Dick Cameron. That's it. Ewan D. Cameron. Tell me what you think. If you want to join me and Grado in the studio and debate how shit Aberdeen are, I'm more than happy to do it. Pound shot, Robin Galloway. <laughs> football Daft with Glasgow Private Hire. It's the Football Daft podcast with Ewan and Grado, and still to come on the show, we play Who Are You? Where a blindfolded Grado has to identify our star, who's going to be joining us live in the studio very soon. We've also got three amazing women from Ask the 700 who are here to help us pick the best-looking goalkeeper, the best-looking defender, the best-looking midfielder, best-looking striker, and best-looking manager for Love Island footballers who are the best-looking players in the Premiership that would be good enough for Love Island. So we'll be doing that a little later. And former Rangers player with Simon Donnelly in last week. This week, it's his pal, Charlie Miller, is going to be in the studio. And the reason we've got Charlie Miller today is because Grado screwed up. What are you talking about? Were you not meant to get the guest today? They pay me to come in here and talk shite. Not if fucking phone folk and ask me to come on my show. That's no, that's no my job. Whose job is it? I don't know, actually. <laughs> do, you go, do, you just, do you think it just happens by magic? You're getting these people on and come up with these ideas. By the way, I'm not paying for Charlie's taxi. <laughs> anyway, let's not anyway, argue. But I think it's funny that we've actually just... Let's He's maybe teaching Wayne some of just went, mate, you've been in here not for now. <laughs> We've got to send the car in to pick him up. <laughs> and then we need to get him home. I get my taxi home. Oh, we like, we're terrible. We need, talking about taxi, we need to get my taxi home. Glasgow Private Hire. We Glasgow just... Private Hire! Yes. Oh, that is a fucking brilliant segue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Because oh. he needs a taxi home. So, so Glasgow so, Private Hire sponsor the show. So, so, what number do we need to call to get him a taxi? 0141 774 3000. That's the Glasgow Private Hire. 0141 774 3000. And I have downloaded the app from the App Store and Google Play. And if you've no, get your cell tour in because it's a fantastic app. And I've not been off it all week. <laughs> Why were you on all week? Uh, were you ordering taxis all I'll, week? I just. <laughs> You were in Stevenson, like, though. I like a wee So if you right. want the Glasgow Private Hire app, then go to Google Play or the App Store, and it will it'll save you when you're on your night suit. Because there's nothing worse standing outside waiting for an hour for a taxi. Mm -hmm. If you get the app, 
for Glasgow Private Hire. If you're in Glasgow or the West, bingo, you're going to get yourself a taxi. Yeah. They basically run the city. They do. So um, thanks to Stevie and Billy and everyone at Glasgow Private Hire for supporting the podcast. And we'll be calling you to get a taxi for... Charlie, Charlie Miller. Miller. <laughs> Perfect. It's great having a taxi firm actually sponsor the show. It's good, isn't it? Right, so brilliant. We'll get Charlie a taxi from Glasgow Private Hire. That's 0141 774 3000. Let's get to Who Are You? Who Are You? Who Are You? Who Are You? It's the Football Daft Podcast with Ewan and Grado, and we're delighted to have in the studio with us today one of the best drummers to have ever come out of Scotland. Rubbish. You, uh, you're denying that? I am by no means the best drummer. I never said you were. I said you're one of the best drummers to come out of Scotland. I'm one of the drummers to come out of Scotland. <laughs> Not one of the best. best. I, I would never put myself in a category as being a spectacular musician. I count to four. Think about it. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Right, okay. That's all I do. And then every so often go, flats in, digging them. And that's it. That's and my job. The, the band is one of the, the best bands to come out of Scotland ever? That I agree with. The band is Wet, Wet, Wet. It's the drummer Tommy Cunningham Yay. here to play Who Are You? Hello, Tommy. How you doing? Right. Do you know what you've let yourself in for today? No, really not. So he is going to be brought into the studio uh-huh. blindfolded. Uh-huh. He will sit next to you. Mm-hmm. He will smell you. He will touch you. Mm-hmm. He will then ask you some questions, and he's going to try and figure out who you are. Right. Have you ever met Grado? No. no. Do you think he'll know who you are? Absolutely. I'm thinking we Scotland wide famous. You've had number one albums and number one singles. You've been on top of the pops. You know, he might get me as being the pal of Marty. He might, maybe that, that's as close as he'll get. Marty, that's right. Because you're saying everyone knows Marty but doesn't know the drummer. I, well, there's you two, you know the drummer. You know who the band members are. Rolling Stones, you know them. Anybody, any other band? Very rare that you'll know who the drummer is. True. Uh, you might be in the music business, but I'll, can I test you? Uh-huh. Right. Uh, drummer from Spandau Valley. It's not the Kemp's, is it? None of the Kemp's. Of course it isn't he. No. Right, see, there you go. John Cable, Cable, someone else. John, John. Anyway, who cares? Let's do this. (laughs) 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 We're going to get Grado in now. All right, We're going to go and blindfold him and we'll bring him into the studio. Bring it on. (laughs) You need a bigger room. Hey, who's that? (laughs) You're not meant to speak. Right, so do you want to get yourself a uh, pair of headphones, Grado? Right. Well, I know he's already a cheeky bastard because he said we've not got a big enough room, so <laughs> I don't like him already. <laughs> right, so you've obviously, because you heard the voice, you know it's the guy, it's but the I, still, guy. I still would like you to smell him to tell me how he smells. Right. <clears throat> smells like my gran. <laughs> Your gran smells nice, then. <laughs> uh, would you like to have a, a feel of him? Touch his face and his head and his hair and right. all that kind of thing. Oh, it's nice and lovely. Aaron Nitt. <laughs> oh, An in that jumper. I think so. I could tear that mile away. Oh, he's got a chain. What about the face? You're, t- you're tickling the chin I now. I really you? don't like that soft touch he's got. I don't like that. <laughs> he's got a chin, but he's not got a bigger chin than mine. mine. Uh, so you see, so he's not a big lad. Thinning. Thinning on top. Thinning. Thinning hair. Do you think he goes to the gym, have a feel of his chest think and he goes his, to the gym, his body? Right. Oh, he's got bigger, bigger arms than me. Uh-huh. And uh, oh. what, about, what about his chest? To see. Oh, aye, they're, sh- they're shaped. They're what's shaped? shaped? Aye, they're, they're your chebs are in better nick than mine. <laughs> <laughs> his mines are bugger. So he's a fit boy. Aye, fit. Fit, fit boy. Where's chains? Oh, Where's chains? Smells like my gran. Smells like your gran. Yeah. I feel so uncomfortable here. So. <laughs> yeah, and um, and um, and his his jumper feels of uh, of some sort of knitwear. 
Aye, so, but I mean, this is not getting me anywhere, so I'm going to ask a couple of questions. There you go, step forward to the microphone. Well, man. Was... Did you play football? No, I don't play football. I've not known the game of football since I was 15. I don't recognise the voice, that's worrying me a wee bit. Um, are, you a, are you an entertainer? Yes. Right, so you've not played football, you're an, are you a singer? No. Right, okay, you're a, magi- a magician? No. <laughs> Hey. Where did you go? Wait a minute, how do you go? From I'm just thinking of entertainment. I'm just thinking of entertainment. You go from a singer to magician. Uh, a magician. Hold on, do you read the news? Come on, with this accent, you can't read the news like this. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, four diddies get captured last night. <laughs> oh, hold on. Are you a gangster? Suspected. Right, uh, <laughs> I know some. Have you ever been in a jail? Oh, uh, oh, it's getting, oh, oh, it's getting a bit uncomfortable, isn't it? I get a I get a night in the cells uh, when I was about nineteen years of age. I didn't even know that. That's all right. That's okay. What did you do? Siphon petrol. That's <laughs> <laughs> class. What to sell order for your own car? No, for us, so it was my mate's motor, <laughs> and we couldn't find one, so we ended up like we actually get captured, like siphoning diesel, even though with a petrol car. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a maniac then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so was this mate, the mate that I think it is? No, it's not the mate you think it was. No, no. Right, okay. right so you, you see me, yeah. um, you're, um, you've obviously known this guy for quite a year, a, a while then, I take it. A good while, yeah. Right. Number of years. And um, you've got this guy coming in last minute, if you know, because I bet you basically slipped up that you were going to bring in the country. Wait, 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 last yeah. week. Oh. Yeah, I made a mistake so, by telling you. Yeah. Right. Did you? Did you let? Have you let? He's not meant to know who is coming in for who are you. And last week we were in a meeting and I happened to say who. Is it him? Is it him still? <laughs> is it the guy from MMA? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Is that no? No, is it? Is it? <laughs> like, what if it was? Right, well, would you, uh, be, would, you, would you be really embarrassed right now? Probably wouldn't be, aye. Right, just. Uh, <laughs> it's not an easy task, is it? It's not an easy task. Uh, right, so, so ask him questions and it might get to your answer. Uh, uh, did you know that song? I feel it in my fingers. <laughs> aye. Did you write it? No. But did you write the baseline to it? <laughs> That song was by a guy called Reg Presley. He actually wrote it. Reg Presley was in the band called... The Trogs. The Trogs, ah, you know, Wild Thing. There you go. There's a bit of general knowledge for you. Cool story, bro. (laughs) 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 He was into UFOs. Right, uh, oh, aye, so, um, aye, it's you. It's you. It's not, but it's not a bass player. I should have Googled the guy's name when you told me last week. I told you the name. um, Colin, <laughs> Derek, no. close enough. Simon. You're no. just going to get through every name in the book, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. It starts with a T. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, yeah, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy Bryson. Hi. <laughs> no. no. Tommy, Tommy Miller. No. Uh, Tom Clegg. Begins with a C. Clancy. <laughs> Clancy. <laughs> Tom Clancy. What a Cuthbert. See you. Cuthbert. Cunningham. Yeah. Oh, well played, actually, Ewan. Well played, actually. That's a good one. Because double bluff. Aye. So he sent me a text this morning because I had to double bluff him, Tommy. Aye. Right? Because I made, a, I, made, I made a mistake last week in mentioning you. And then he texts me, goes, I hope it's no that fucker, Tommy, if you went, went, went. <laughs> it is that fucker. <laughs> Well, it's great to see you, my man. It's good to see you. It's good, it's good how's, to be here. Hi, hi, how's, how's, how's life in the, in the, in the, the sticks? 
I was telling you earlier on, no ideas couldn't be four, so I just think me count a song oh, and then I just go four four for yeah, three and a half minutes. Like then we end. Okay. I do a big end and bow. Done. <laughs> and then we go, what are we doing next? We go, all right, one, two, three, four, and we start You make one. it sound so easy, mm, but what you easy. do is brilliant. Because if, no. you, if, you, if the no. drummer makes an arse at the Hill songs... Gone. Aye. I often do. Aye, does it happen, aye? <laughs> it thing. We've got computers and all this stuff, so all that's right. where the technical side comes in. You're trying to keep time with all the string parts that are going on, Try to make sure that your intro comes in bang right on the right moment so you don't lose momentum. Mm. And sometimes the computer messes up or I mess up. There's one role in a, one of our famous songs, Temptation, that I've done for 30 odd years, 35 years in total, and I can't date anymore. Really? <laughs> every really? night I'm on stage and I go, here's that role, and I've started ducking it because I'm like, no. every, do it. every time I try it, I miss, I drop a stick, King Me, and I go, gone. And I'm going, guys. Why, why is that? Is that just age? Is that? <laughs> See, my, it's my mom, she, she loved it, but it was a song that I, I really, really liked. Sweet Little Mystery. Ah, Sweet <laughs> Little Mystery. You love that song, but do you know always play that? I always yeah, play it, yeah. always play yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, you like that? That's the pop one, that's the poppy, poppy thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So what he's doing, he's playing at Hydro this year or something? No, we are... Marty left us a year and a half ago. Decided in 2017 that he wanted to go and do solo stuff. and Dave bastard. Dave Panto. Good luck to him. He's my mate, you know what I mean? So Aye. good luck to you. Mate, mate, he left the band to Dave Panto. Oh, no, he never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, he did. So who's singing then? Nobody. Oh, you just don't do it? No, we still do it. We still oh, do it. Right. They're, touring, they're touring in November. So who's singing for you? There's a boy called Kevin Sim. No, he's not from Scotland. He's from right. Lancashire. And he won The Voice. Oh, right, so he did, so he, and he's not a pop star. No. He's a singer. You know how you get pop stars who are all smiles they and want it, And they want to be famous. Like he's just... That kind of thing. Right, yeah. aye, rely on their looks and their hair aye, and all aye, that stuff. Aye. Their personality. Kevin's not like that. Oh, Kevin just cool. stands there, delivers. Oh, he's, really? He's a kind of Adele. I'll stand here. I'm going to sing. And was Marty alright with us? He's like, oh, David's man. Oh. I've, I've not spoke to him since. He, the way he's got pals. Ah, one of them ones, isn't it? Aye, pals, thing we bit no pals. Mm. Look at him egging you on. <laughs> that, I see. Keep going, See? keep digging, keep you digging. Mean? Come on, Grado, because I've tried dig. Oh, well, anyway, the, the, the truth is, we walked off stage, we'd done one of the best gigs we'd ever done. Edinburgh Castle. Edinburgh Castle. You were there? I was there. A, a brilliant night. Uh, and you were planning to do a world tour. I told you all that stuff. You told all me info. all that stuff. We were planning to go to Dubai to see you. Right. And then fucking two days later... An announcement came out through the press. It did, it, wasn't it a phone call? Wasn't it a wee Tommy, I need to talk to you. There's a problem. None of that. It was just an announcement that came out through the press, which said, for the foreseeable future. And so we all sat down and went, right, his idea of foreseeable future is different for ours. Our, our idea of foreseeable future is, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we've done. So we just said cheerio to him. No, he's are quite right. But then we sat around for a year going, what the hell are we going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aye. Aye. And how does the Wet Wet fans see the, the, right, the, the right diehards? How have they? All right, have so he's played yet since? Aye. Aye, aye. Aye. We've done about 20 odd gigs. Uh, like the, 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 I'll tell you the start. The start is we've done 600 people. Right? Right. So that's all we played to. And mm-hmm. then we've done an 800, and then we've done a 1,000. Mm-hmm. And then like the other night, we went to Munich and we played to 35,000 people. So it was a support, but we're still getting all out right. there and we're. we're Passing the message out and saying, new singer, we don't give a shit about the pop star side of it. It's about the songs. It's about the 30-year legacy. It's about four musicians that want to go and work. Man, I'm invested. I want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I think that's a cool story. Great story. Well, no, because you always get... Uh, good, huh? you, you do hear a band's and they have, have to replace a drummer or a guitarist. Aye, but aye, aye. actually, you know, having to replace like the, the singer. Aye. So that, I think it's cool. It was a band Kill Switch Engage that I grew up watching. Kill Switch Engage, you know them. And kind of right, kind of raw, carry on. <gasps> and they and I always 
thought they would struggle with it. The, the main the man. Main aye, but they didn't. They and you still firm. like them? I still like them, aye. That's the way the media, the media does that, doesn't it? It takes the, any band who are equal, e- equal pals and partners growing up, and as soon as you get into any spotlight at all, they've, they've got to find one person. That's right, and they go, And it's obvious. It's a singer. Yeah. You're the communicator. You're the connection to the audience. We're doing the job behind you to make it sound lovely mm-hmm. and make it look good. Your job is to do the communication. So how difficult, after 30 years of that bond with an audience, is it to try and break that and go, we're still here, Luckily, we've got tons of fans that have travelled with us since, since they were kids, and so they still come along, knew the job is, through social media and through one gig at a time, one person at a time, saying, here, check this out. And then everybody who's came to see us went, Jesus, that's good. Aye. We were running through, we were just going through the motions for many years there. Hi, hello, good evening, hi, drone. Aye, 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 great, aye, here's the old tits again. A wee bit like that. And now it's like, no, no. We, we will rehearse properly, we'll write songs properly, we'll perform properly, and we'll get out there and we will deliver. And work hard mate. for it. Aye, work yeah. hard for it. You need to work hard, don't you? Aye, I mean, and here's the thing though, Tommy. Nothing for nothing. It's working well for you because yeah. you've got a Scottish tour coming up and that um, it starts in November. Oh, I get to promote now. You can, you, that's what you can do, that. You aye, don't aye, have to do that. Right, I'll come We want tickets. Aye, 35 quid each. Yeah. So you've got a tour coming up in November all across Scotland. Yes, Scotland. Only that's what we're doing. So we're going as as far north as Inverness and as far south as don't know <laughs> <laughs> somewhere else south. Uh, but we're doing six gigs. Thanks very much. Six gigs. I wish I brought a bit of paper with all the dates and all that on you're, it. You're doing uh, Edinburgh. Just... You're doing Dundee. You're doing Inverness. You're doing Aberdeen. You're Hamilton, Hamilton, Glasgow, Hamilton. Ah, that, you're that, Glasgow, I'm not doing Glasgow. Oh, ah, no. that's coming. There's a big announcement right. to come. Oh, for God's sake, there's no secrets. This room no, is it's, it's bloody obvious. No, if, you, if, you, if you've not put the day out for Glasgow, that means you're wait, you're doing all this wee thing. He's going to hit them with a big surprise. We're doing this at Glasgow. <laughs> better that's watch, what's going to happen. Better watch your Disney class with Marty at panel. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's where it's really going to kick off. <laughs> I'm 100% behind you. <laughs> Tommy, um, yes. let's talk football, because this is a football aye, aye, podcast. Aye, aye, aye. Well, did you stop? Hold on. Right, just to cut in, and sorry, Ewan, but I have a memory. Uh, did Wet 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 ever sponsor a, a team? Did they sponsor Clyde Bank or something? That's like the very thing. Aye, is Clyde that what Bank? it was? Because I always remember when I went gone, because obviously my mom was a big fan of Wet Wet Wet, and uh, you know, everybody, you'd have Rangers would have McCune's Lager on their shirt, and I'm like, why have they got Wet Wet Wet? What's is, the story is, with is that? Is that true? Right, Clyde Bank. You didn't even know this. I didn't know this that. Cool. Clyde Bank uh, FC, our hometown, were in difficulty. The, the sponsor. Double glazing firm or something <laughs> pulled out, right? <laughs> Loving design, uh, aye, something like that. Aye. So, so there were a few few grand short, I think, to make up their budget, uh, and they came to us and we went, great idea. So there was all these wee Japanese girls, thing we um, would go and tour the world, and you'd see Clyde Bank fit my shirts everywhere, <laughs> and at the same time, all these hairy arse guys, we went, went, went across <laughs> the front, and we went, that's a win-win situation. Aye. Aye, you can't lose. So for that. a season, you sponsor Clyde Bank. Two seasons. Two seasons. Aye, aye. I didn't know that. That's da- cool, isn't it? David Cooper had been, it was back in the team and all, so we're, uh, you know, we got to go to the matches, we got to sit at the box, watch the fit. Wow. And, all. and was it basically just to make sure that they were just secure? Did you just? That's what it was. Aye. aye. That's so amazing. I didn't know that. Uh, there you go. Aye. That is cool. And what, are you a Clyde Bank fan? I, I, it ah, sell it, I know, sell it. Which you can tell. Wait, 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 wait. Can See you before tell? he answers the question. You've just said, oh, he's Celtic Mac. No, I what don't do you mean, mean by that? Mean How that? can you tell? Because Clyde Bank, and I just instantly fought Kevin Bridges. He's for Clyde Bank. Fair dues, fair dues. So right. I'm, I'm now going to ask you, Aye. because um, you're, you're, you're Clyde Bank boys. Aye. Wait, wait, wait. 
what teams did you support? I mean, I know you supported Clyde Bank and you supported your local team, but Aye. there was rumours going about that Marty was a Rangers man. Right. Marty met uh, Eileen at a Rangers Celtic game, which is his, his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, he's a Rangers family. My family was a Rangers family. Graham's family was a Rangers family. Neil's family was a Rangers family. But I married a good Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, <laughs> and I've got to say, when you sit down and you break it all down, you see, you look at the Celtic, you see the history, you see the hoops, you see Bruni out there being an absolute tank, and you think, that's some team, that by the way, they are ruling the world. But there's always a wee thing at the back of your head that goes, one of yours. What? Always. That's so confusing. Ah, that is, right, my, right. my brain is fried. Yeah, right. I just went boom there. Right? Aye, that, did you hear what I heard? Aye, it's aye. a sentence. Right, I'll, t- I'll so, tell you a story, so, though. I, I know your right. wife. Lovely aye, woman, aye, right? Aye, Lovely aye, bitch, aye, right? Aye, aye. She loves the hoops. Right, so she's hoop staffed. Daft. Right? You can respect and like the hoops. Aye, absolutely. Great and you can, you can go to the games, but deep down, you're a Rangers man. It's because it's, it's that thing where you're born and bred and brought so up you and your grandpa lo- and your granny. You never lose and, it. I think, I think it's always there. It's like, it's, it's the, like the, the, everybody, no one can deny there's bigotry within Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. It exists. It's just there. Yeah. So I, uh, I say I don't care. I don't care about football. I want a pub and it's, it's thing where there's Rangers Celtic games all the time and it's packed. And I'd, you can say anything you want, but sometimes somebody says something and it'll get the hairs in the back of your neck. You stand up and you, you turn and it's almost like a wee switch. It's kind of inbred into you, you know. You, whatever you're taught when you're really young, it stays with stays you. Stays with you, it does. Yeah. So, if, so if you're sat in the house and you're house. watching the old firm game with your missus, <laughs> who do you want to win? Uh, uh, who do I want to see? I, I'm a fence guy. I'm sitting in the fence. I'll tell you a story. I get asked to go and do one of the charities, the old-time, you know, the five players for the old Rangers, five players for the old Celtic, oh, come for charity. Aye. Right, you don't know this, I think it's for Tiger Tim, the right. legend that yes. is Tiger Tim. Yeah. So it was him that phoned me, you're doing it. I'm like, all right, okay, right. I come off the phone and say, I'm doing that game. And the missus, how would team are you playing for? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, well, um, the, the Rangers, I think. She went, you'll not be coming back in here. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do then. I phoned them back and I went, can I do 15 minutes each, each, each team? Aye. <laughs> So I arrived and I go, right, uh, I'm the rain. All right, boys, we are the bears, not that. <laughs> Half time, I shattered, by the way. I think we put the hoops on, not I run back out, not that. Both sides fucking hated me. Yeah. <laughs> I was Mo Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the Rangers guys are going, fucking turncoat bastard. <laughs> Honestly, I go, who the fuck are you doing here, you bloody bit of water? Jesus, I can't win. Brilliant. That's brilliant. So there you go. So I'm a you drummer. Ha- you have to sit on the fence. I am a drummer. And you're a drummer. Well, right. that's right. Uh, Tommy, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, you know, football's very entertaining. I love it. Uh, you're very entertaining. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to meet measure, you. Ple- measure to meet you. It's been a pleasure to meet you well. Tommy. That was good. No, that's an interesting story. I like this. And Tommy, right. you have promised us live on this podcast that me and Grado are coming to one of your gigs. You, right, I'll tell you what, I'll get you tickets, but I'm not taking you backstage. I had to warn Kevin when the other, the other day we were doing a phoner, and Kevin's like, right, so what is it we're doing? Like, right, it's you and right. And I had to sit for five minutes explaining. He's like, right, so is it like radio? I'm like, no, it's no radio. Like, no, it's no. different. Is it like this? I'm like, no, it's not that. No, no. What's it like? I'm like, headless chicken. <laughs> you know, Timmy Mallet. It could go meets, anywhere. Meets Hitler. You know, that kind of idea. <laughs> That is the fucking best description I've ever heard. Are you? I'm taking that, but I love it. I love I've got the comeback. I've got the comeback. They wanna. I've got the comeback. They wanna. 
Hum- well, I tell you what we're going to do there. We're going to end that right there because I've got no comeback to that. Uh, Tommy Cunningham, drummer of Wet Wet Wet, good pal, lovely to see you, hey, and hey. the be- the best of luck with the tour across Scotland starting in November. And me and Gredo will be there to see you as well. Right. You're Absolutely. welcome anytime, and it's not going to stop this Wet 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 game. It's going to keep on going. Good. Yes, inspiration, mate. I love it. Football daft with Glasgow Private Hire. It's the Football Daft Podcast with Ewan and Grado. It's now time to look ahead to the Europa League qualifiers because we now know who our Scottish clubs will be playing mm-hmm. in the next round of the when Europa League. When does that kick off next week? Yes, it does. Right. Um, Kilmarnock are playing Connors Key Nomads. That'll be a hard one. <laughs> Aberdeen are playing ROPS Rovnaniminia. Uh, they're a good side. Are they a good on side? They are. On their day, aye. Oh, aye. Big centre half. think Aberdeen have got Get a around. tough one there? Well, you think that's a tough one for them, <laughs> I? <laughs> St. Joseph's of Gibraltar are playing your team, Rangers, oh, right. in the Europa League qualifiers. I mean, let's be honest about it. But Rangers, Aberdeen and Kilmarnock, they'll breeze through that round. They're going to well, get into the next stage of the Europa League. There's no doubt about it. But there's also some other key games in the Europa League that, Grado, I would like you to sort of like um, read out some of those uh, Euro- Euro- Europa League Aye. ties. So, Pinyonink are playing Scoopy. Is that Scoopy for thing? Is that the they played Rangers last year? Yes. Scoopy. Yeah. Yeah. Vent Spills are playing Tutu Durras. Academa Mija, Pandev. You've banning me up, you prick. I've got to say what it is. The key games in the Europa League qualifiers. Akademija Pandev, did it him to Zrinijinski Mosta, then CSF Speranta Nesso Perini. This is reading the menu, Kachini's addressing. (laughs) (laughs) They're playing FG Baku. Oh, Baku. Kawana Zalgiris are playing Apollo Limassol. Oh, Limassol. Where's that? It's Latvia, Estonia. No. Lithuania. No. No, no. Estonia. There's, there's a Belarus. Band, there's a band named, named after them. This, it's, it, the second word is hell. Texas. Second word is hell. Uh, Cyprus. Word, yes. Oh! <laughs> oh. That's how I know that actually, Limassol Airport. Yes. That's how my eyes lit up. Hi. Oh, right. Hi, Cypress. Sorry, Troops. Jeez. Radnet, oh. right. Well, they've got a tough one uh, away to Kaunos Algris. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on, what do we see? Radnet Bajenja. I've got a fucking Radnet fucking reading this out. <laughs> Radnet Bajenjina are playing Spartak Travanva. Oh, my God. So those are just some of the ties in the Europa League that we have picked out. And our betting partner, Genting Bet, are giving new users the chance to claim first bet insurance for wagers between £10 and £25. So you'll get a free bet if your first settled bet above £10 doesn't win, up to a maximum volume of £25. How good is that? Oh, that is really, 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 really good. If you're a betting guy, get yourself in a bit. It's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, now, to claim these great offers, you need to visit footballscoops.co.uk. That's footballscoops.co.uk. That's first bet insurance between 10 and £25 for new customers. When you visit... Footballscoops.co.uk. Well done. Well done. Uh, so get involved. Uh, before we go, uh, first bet insurance is valid, new customers only, and your first losing settled single bet of £10 plus, the odds of evens or above qualifies. Free bet equal to your qualifying state credited within 24 hours, seven days to use. State not included in returns. For full T's and C's, visit footballscoops.co.uk. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Find out more at www.begambleaware.org. Football daft with Glasgow Private Hire. It's the Football Daft Podcast with Ewan and Grado. It's now time to talk Love Island. And the reason we're going to talk Love Island on the Football Daft Podcast is because there's a former Falkirk player 
He's in the villa just now. Who is it, Grado? Denham. What's his second name? Denham Lewis. Denham Lewis. Denham Lewis is there. Aye, John's the producer. He's a Falkirk fan. He says he was shite. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what we're going to do today with our guests is that we are going to identify players in the Scottish Premiership who are good-looking enough to be in the villa on Love Island. Uh, before we do that, let's introduce to you our two guests who are going to make this very important decision, and we're going to be talking Love Island as well. Dominatrix, Magara Fury. Hey! <laughs> Hello there, Magara. How are you? I'm amazing. How are Scotland's you? leading dominatrix, one of the best. <laughs> probably the best in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, easily the best, because I see you on the telly all the time, and you're on, like, radio stations all over the UK. You're everywhere just now. Yeah, I've just I've just got balls of steel. <laughs> <laughs> and next to Magara is Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Hiya. You've been a lap dancer for how long? 15 years. 15 years. That's a while, isn't it? Mm. Still doing it? Of course, I. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll retire soon, I promise. We'll talk more about what you do, Debbie, and we'll talk more about what you do, Magara, in just a second, especially with the uh, the campaign that you've got going just now, Ask a 700. Yes, yeah. Ask a 700. Ask a 700. We'll, we'll, you can explain what that means, because it's, it's everywhere just now in the media, yeah. but we'll get to that in just a second. But um, let's talk Love Island. Do you watch Love Island, Magara? No. Nah, what <laughs> I, I'm, I'm surprised at that. For me, the new Love Island, I'm obsessed with it. And I get a lot of grief at, uh, on Twitter anytime we mention it on the show. Yeah. yeah and I'm just thinking, you're talking shit. Because I, I, watch, I watch the clock. I, clock. I actually clock watch every day till it's time for Love Island. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. And I, I know there's, there's men out there that say they don't like it. They love it. Because I, I remember it. when I we get first introduced to it, I remember, you know, kind of what kid on I was sleeping. That's a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. I'm not watching it, but then going, Hold on a wee minute. Hold on a minute. No, she's a cow. No, he's an egg. No. And you, I'm, I just get so into it. See the night. I can't wait for the night. I did see the guy on Twitter that gets his mat to shave his arse. I seen Aye, that. Oh, that's the guy for Adrian Anton. It, that takes a certain something to get the rain mat to do that, but in it. Come you on. Have that's, that's, that's I got a hairy arse? Aye, but I don't. I'm fine with that. That's quite a close relationship, isn't it? Though? That's too much. Is that I too just, close? I couldn't imagine asking my dad to shave my. Oh. <laughs> I mean, just I think it's a bit different. Just not. <laughs> so, Megara, you don't. Watch, you notice I've just moved on there. I know. Megara, so you don't watch Love Island, but Debbie, no. it's clear that oh, you I'm watch Love I'm Island. Addicted. Are you addicted to it? I'm absolutely addicted. I. And uh, what I'm going to do now is that we're going to be picking who we believe to be the best-looking goalkeeper and defender in Scottish football. And next week, when you come back, we're going to be discussing the best-looking midfielder, striker, and manager. Brilliant. So how this is going to work and how we've done this is that there are lots of girls that work here at four. And what we said to them is to whittle it down to the top four goalkeepers, top four defenders in Scottish football, and what we want you three to do now, Grado, Magara, and Debbie, is to pick one of each. So, I'm going to give you the goalkeepers. So, hold on a minute. so we have to pick the tidiest goalie. The tidiest goalie. Uh, Who, okay. in your opinion, out of the four on the short list, is the best-looking goalkeeper in Scottish football? So, I'm handing you the bit of paper with the names and the pictures on there. So, Grado, would you like to give us goalkeeper number one? Scott Bain, Celtic. What have we got there, Magara? Ross, St Mirren. Debbie, what's the one down the bottom? You've got the kid, me. Wes, Forgingham. 
Rangers, never heard of him. And uh, we've uh, also got Alan McGregor. Alan McGregor. So <laughs> Shagger McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which of those four, just one, is good enough to go on Love Island? Well, but it's not just how it looks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on. So that's just... No, you, you must know Alan McGregor. Has he never come out of your boozer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no boozer, you know what I mean. No comment. Oh! <laughs> To be fair, Alan's still been in the club in a very, very long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So, so he, he was once a, a customer at Seventh Heaven. He wasn't a customer. He was um, engaged to one of the managers. Oh. So um, we've got the four goalkeepers there. You know one. You know Alan McGregor. Yeah. And um, so I don't know him as Alan Shagger McGregor right enough. I know him as Alan. But, uh, we'll, so, we'll so Grado, let me start with you. Who, in your opinion, just based on looks, is the best looking goalkeeper in Scottish football? Right. Well, Scott's got a good, good height on him. They've all got good heights. Wes is just staring right at me with her lovely dark eyes. Um, fair play, Ross. I facial hair. I like the facial hair, Ross. Uh, he's, he's, done his, he's done his hair nice, mm-hmm. uh, but to me, you can't beat Shaggy McGregor. Too cool for school, man. Cool as a cat. So, Alan McGregor for you is the best looking goalkeeper in Scotland? Aye. Okay, uh, Megara, um, you're looking at the four pictures there. Who, is, in your opinion, is the best looking goalkeeper? Is this genuinely the four best looking, though. The f- genuinely the four best looking everybody. In, in the Scottish Premiership. The 12 uh, goalkeepers. Slim pickings, innit? Jesus. They're all right. Well, Scott Bain. I don't know. He's, he's I like think I quite like this. He's a right. handsome man. He's, like he's quite handsome. Right. But you know that Big Wes looks like he's packing. <laughs> <laughs> so, look at the fucking shooters and the big massive horns. <laughs> aye. Definitely. Aye. Wes? Alan McGregor's just too old. Probably riddled. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Scott be Wes, isn't it? Scott looks too clean cut. Right. He looks too nice. He but, looks but like do you, do you he'd not suggest things and he'd be like, oh, I don't know. I so, don't know. so, 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 Scott Bain is too clean cut for you. Alan McGregor, you think is too old and past it. Riddled. Riddled is your quote, not mine. <laughs> and Wes Fodderingham for you gets a no- nod because he's, he's got, got a big bobby <laughs> <laughs> and he's got big shoulders, <laughs> big shoulders, big hands, and you think he might be packing. Yes. Right. So, what, what about you, Debbie? Definitely no, Alan. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Um, aye. Scott Bain or Wes, so we'll take a vote. Right, so between... Why don't we let it up to the producer, no? No, it's <laughs> up to you three. So so, so they've decided this between Scott Bain right. and Wes. Wes Rangers right. versus Celtic. <laughs> Who gets the vote? Is I, need to, I, need to, I can't have my blue tinted specs on here. I need to... No, you need to look at, look at the two of them. If you were to go to bed with one of them, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's only for the programme, remember? It's not for life. Right. Yeah. So it's just... It's just who, would you, who would you couple just, up with? Right. Who, uh, that is a good question. Who, who would, would I couple, couple up with? with? Yeah, based who, on who looks. Who would be more compatible with you? Uh, Love Island I think, style. I think... Who would you have the better well, chat with? I think... I have a better chat with connection Wes, but it's connection. But it's I think I think I think it would just I think me and Scott Ben would look a bit odd together. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's a bit too tall for me. <laughs> Wes is tall enough. Wes is tall enough, but I think I think Wes would probably get a better cuddle. <laughs> he? He it looks like somebody that you could just sit on the couch and have Chris and Dips with. And <laughs> it looks like he would he would play with your and hair. That's and what I want. Aye, aye. You know, right. they big kind horns. Of deep grumbly voice. Mm-hmm. I've not heard them talk, but aye. I imagine that's how he talks. Aye, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him playing with my hair. 
<laughs> so Wes for you, Wes for Magara. Two out of the three goes for West Fodringham. West Fodringham. Has got yes. the vote for the best-looking goalkeeper in Scotland. So that's that done. Right, ladies and Grado, uh, you now need to pick the best-looking defender in Scotland. And uh, we've whittled it down to the final four. It's chosen by the women here at Four Network. Oh, a couple of heartbreakers here, right enough. So we've got Kieran Tierney of Celtic. We've got James Tavernier of Rangers, Lewis Stevenson at Hibs, and Shay Logan at Aberdeen. Over to you, Grado. Who's the best-looking boy on paper in front of you? Aye, well, what do you think right away? What do you, who, who, who's, who's jumping out at yours? Go, Megara, you first. Who's the one that's striking, that's, that's catching your attention just now? It's got to be Lewis Stevenson. Aye. He's got nice eyes, exactly. isn't he? he? just stares that right into your That is a good picture. He's, a, he's naturally handsome there, isn't he? That is a aye. good picture. Whereas Shay's got his, he's got his beard on the go, he's got the, the earrings, earrings and all that. Aye, the earrings are a turn off. A kind of safety issue on the pitch. Sorry? Shay, looking what? Earrings? You can't have Mm. You used to have to take all your jewellery off for PE at school, so why would you have earrings on when you're playing football? That's just dangerous. Aye. All oh, right. needs is an elbow, and that's right into the side of his head. For all the things you do in that dungeon, I think he seems. <laughs> she <laughs> safety issues. She seems reckless. She, <laughs> she seems reckless. Right, okay. Uh, what are you thinking, Debbie? First glance at the four that we've given you. Lewis Stevenson. Uh, there's no hesitation there no, for you. No, absolutely not. Maybe it's just because it's a really good pitch of him, but no, without a doubt, he is. Aye. Right, so we've got we've got <laughs> West Fodringham of Rangers already in the villa at Love Island as the best looking goalkeeper in the Scottish Premiership. We've got our four defenders: Kieran Tierney, James Tavernier, Lewis Stevenson, and Shea Logan. Who gets your vote to join Wes in the villa? Grado. Lewis Stevenson of Hibs. Lewis Stevenson of Hibs. McGarrah Fury. I need to second that. Lewis Stevenson. Of Lewis, Hibs. It's, it's okay. And uh, yep, same. Lewis Stevenson. Full house for I Lewis Stevenson. Up with him. You would couple up with them? I would couple up with two of them. Because you're a greedy bastard. Get the two of them in. <laughs> 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 well, it's not good enough. You might so, so you described why you liked uh, Wes, Magara. <laughs> what is it about Lewis? What do you think he could do for you? Oh, he looks like he cooks a nice dinner. Oh. Brings you flowers. You know, mm-hmm. he's a nice, looks like a nice kind. He's a kind cuddler, face. Isn't he? he is a cuddler, isn't he? He's a cuddler. Definitely. I think he'd be quite attentive as well. So you, so for you, Wes is the, um, the, um, the unpredictable. Yeah, dirty. He, dirty. And Lewis Stevenson is the one you'd marry. Ah, yeah. So let's just confirm this, right? We have West Fondringham, the best-looking goalkeeper in the Scottish Premiership. All agreed on that? Yeah. Yep. Right. Going into the Villa at Love Island is West Fondringham. And in regards to the defenders, Lewis Stevenson of Hibs goes into the Villa as well. Yes. Yes, perfect. So, ladies, I will ask you back again next week where you'll decide who's the best-looking midfielder, striker, and manager. Mm. <laughs> That's next week. But before you go, let's talk about Ask the 700. Ask the 700 is what? So Ask the 700 is a campaign to keep the strip clubs in Glasgow open. Um, At the moment, the council are trying to close them by licensing them and setting the number of available licenses at zero, which effectively bans the clubs, which is obviously a terrible idea. The 700 comes from, there's around 700 dancers in Scotland that could be affected. Is that many? If this happens, it will create a domino effect um, around different cities and different councils um, around Scotland. So up to 700 women could be out of a job and no one's asking them. No one's talking to them and going, do you find this exploitative? Do you find this um, 
dangerous or violent uh, violence against women. All of these, nobody's asking them. They're just going. Why? Why are they not? They've never. They've so never been in a club, so they're like. I've never been in a club, so I'll just imagine what's happening in these clubs, and then they're just legislating off the back of their own imagination, which is in- insane to me. How you can how you can go and make legislation on something when you haven't actually done the research or spoken to the people involved? Sure, that's a normal thing to do before sure, you make a decision. You would think that that's logical to do that, but it's not. But it makes done. sense. And you know, a really interesting thing is that um, there are people that are facing redundancies um, right across the board in Scotland, like the Cali, for example, and um, they are fighting that under trade unions, and that's just a normal thing to do, and it's taken pretty seriously. But then when dancers unionise under GMB, it's like, oh, wait a minute, this, this cannot be legitimate. And even at the STUC conference, Unite and Unison, were, were uh, they rejected the, the fact that the dancers were even unionised um, because they, they, they obviously haven't done their research and they think that it's violence against women. Um, when the, In actual fact, getting into a strip club is a safer night out than getting into a normal nightclub. And see the people who don't know what goes on in strip clubs... Come in to 7th mm-hmm. Come in. Before you fill out the consultation, if you think you're a wee bit iffy, come into the club. Come in any night. We're open seven nights a week. Come in, speak to the dancers, see what it's really about. Don't pass judgment on something. I wouldn't just pass judgment on something and you'd need to go and see it for yourself and people are curious about things. So come in to this, this three strip clubs. Come in to any one of them and speak to any of the dancers. And this violence against women... There's never been a bit of evidence to say there's been any violence against women. So how they can pass a legislation with no evidence is absolutely mind-blowing to start with. But as I said, fill out the consultation, and if you're not sure about the consultation, come in and speak to any manners. You two are pissed off, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) We're always pissed off. (laughs) Um, Is is that invitation open to me and Grado? Invitation's open to everybody. It's just because we need to do some research. No, but I dare really respect that you are putting your foot down with us and really try to do something about it. Well, I mean, what would you do? I know, exactly. It's wrestling. You can't just lie down and take it. You can't wrestle now because Mm -hmm. if you get hurt in the ring, you can't wrestle. I know, and then again, I would be the same as you. I'd go, you don't know half the story. And, and it's the, these people the that don't know how this story are making the decisions. It's no fair to take people's jobs off them. No. no. You know, it's a legal occupation. They're, they're quite happy. There's been no incidents. Um, just leave them be. You know, they're making good money. And you being here mm-hmm. means that I support you anyway. Because if I didn't support what you were doing, I wouldn't invite you in in the first place. Aye. So you've and got our back that. end. You've got the back end of football, Daft. You've got the back end of grade and all the guys that work here as well. <laughs> Ask700.org is a website where you need to go to back the women to back the women who are going to be losing jobs over legislation, that the people who make these decisions don't have a fucking clue what they're doing <laughs> and don't understand what they're doing. So let's back to 700, askus700.org. Megara? Yes. Love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> Debbie? Do you want to tell us any more stories about Alan McGregor? The Transfer Window, presented by Velux. Claim £150 of rewards for every multi-room window bundle you buy this July and August. See velux.co.uk slash rewards. T's and C's apply. Right, let's talk some transfer news, Gradle. Before we go any further, it's not really transfer news, but big news coming out of Easter Road. They've been taken over by a new American businessman. <gasps> Sir Tom Farmer's gone. Rod Petrie is gone. <gasps> That's big news, mate. They've paid off the debt. They're debt-free six years earlier than they would have been. So that's big news. And they've injected a seven-figure sum into the playing squad. Well, this is interesting. I've got a feeling that Hibs are going to be up there next year. 
What a That's great exciting. bit of news for them. As mm -hmm. a Hearts fan, I think it's, it's, it's a worry, but I think it's great for Scottish football. I think it's great for Edinburgh, and there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on Hibs to see what they do between now and the start of the new season. So big news coming out of Easter Road. Kind of believe they've got somebody that actually believes in them. Uh, Kieran Tierney, I think he's gone. It looks like it. Doesn't I mean, it? I've seen the story that he was coming back to train in a gym in Lennoxton. Now, how could they not just do that in Switzerland? There was also a picture, apparently, of him having dinner in a, a restaurant in the West End in London. Oh, who so, Don't know. Beth don't, Camp. Don't read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Arsenal are in the running, but apparently Napoli, Carlo Ancelotti, might hijack the deal, and he could end up at Napoli in Serie A. So I think Kieran Tierney's on his way. And you know why I think Kieran Tierney's definitely on his way? It's because Celtic are apparently very close to signing a new left-back from Rapid Vienna. Now that would make a lot of sense. In Bombo. So they, they obviously need they need cover in that position. Aye. But oh. I think it says to me, they're not spending three million on Sunday to cover oh. Kieran Tierney. They're spending three million because they know Kieran Tierney's going out the door. That could be the case. So I think that might be happening. And uh, what about Tommy Rodjick? Uh, he might be moving on to uh, Zenith St. Petersburg for nine million pounds. What? Thomas Rodjick. They're, that's another he, big player. And is a Rangers fan for, for is years. Is it Rogic or Rogic? I don't know how many. Rogic. I mean, is a, for me, that's, well, that's a good, that's, that's good money for him, isn't it? Probably with me, I think he blows hot and cold. Well, a lot of people are saying he's kind of, his, his legs were away near the end of last he, season. He looks like a lazy player. A languid type player. When but when he gets the boy's feet, he can do uh, something with it. But I don't think that he is... Needed at Celtic. I think if I was Celtic, I would bite your bite hand off for nine million. million. Come on. So uh, he might be on his way. Kilmarnock are reportedly in talks with ex Bolton skipper David Wheater, 32 year old centre half. Good signing, good player. I think Kilmarnock will have another good season. James Wilson looks like he's he's moving to Aberdeen. That deal's going to go through. He snubbed some big offers in England. He's coming to um, Aberdeen. And John McGinn, the rumour is that Man United are going to bid £50 million pounds for that him. That is crazy, isn't it? When you John McGinn it, only last year. What, no. nearly £3 million pounds for Hibs to Aston Villa. First season in the Premiership. Player of the year for Aston Villa. £50 million to Man United. Star. He's a star. Is he fifty million pounds though? Mm. Good player. Ah, he's a great player. Celtic must be kicking oh, themselves no, because of when they pushed the boat out and paid the money that Hibs wanted. Well, they've lost out on what could potentially be a fifty million pound midfielder well, going had, to Man United. They had Scott Allen. <laughs> So thanks to our transfer window sponsors, Velux, who have just launched their brand new multi-roof window bundles for loft and extension projects. Get three roof windows plus flashings and installation products, all with one order code and one delivery. Perfect for a bit of summer home improvement. What's the order code, Grado? Well, the order code for that is... It's one order code. It's two days delivery and it's three times the daylight. I'm telling you, that is a hat-trick. It is a hat-trick. And for July and August only, you can claim £150 rewards for every multi-roof bundle you buy. So you can claim rewards with big brand partners like Argos, <laughs> M&S, Tesco and Curry's PC World. Oh. And once you have your invoice, just visit velux.co.uk forward slash rewards, sign up for a rewards account and follow the instructions. It's that simple. Once your account is approved, your rewards will be topped up. Isn't that right, Grado? Oh, exciting times. The sun is shining. Right, then you can claim the Velux rewards all year round on Velux roof windies, flat roof windies and sun tunnels. That is the deal, isn't it? It's windows. Oh, windows. What's windies? 
One day, it's my one day, one day, Sal. Good doing off that, Paul. Visit vlux.co.uk forward slash rewards for full terms and conditions. Football daft with Glasgow Private Hire. It's a big interview on the Football Daft podcast with Ewan and Grado, and our guest today played for Rangers, Watford, Dundee United, SK Bran, Liers, Brisbane Roar, Gold Coast United, and Clyde. Uh, 351 appearances, 62 goals. I thought it'd be more goals than that. That's Wikipedia, mate. Uh, one cap for Scotland, four league titles with Rangers, plus one League Cup, one Norwegian Cup with SK Brand, and was a Scottish PFA Young Player of the Year in 1995. Currently coaches with Simon Donnelly at a football academy, which is just near the studio, which is at Glasgow Green. It's the one and only Charlie Miller. How are you guys, all right? How are you, Charlie? Oh, good, good, good to be here. There's one wee fact that I always like, <clears throat> that uh, he never played in an old firm defeat. Isn't that right? That's it. Never played in one game. Yep, 12 old firm games, never lost one. That's amazing, isn't it? That's a good stat to see. I've not got that. See, fuck. Yep. I'm researcher shit. I know, Ken. That's <laughs> it. your Wikipedia. And it was all about me and Gaz and Loudrock didn't do nothing. It was me I carried us for the 12 games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be- before we, we, we talk about your career, how do you know Grado? Because when Grado arrived here, you're hugging and chatting away as if you've known each other for a while. How do you know him? Because I used to teach him how to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sensei. <laughs> I went through I went through Fat Charlie Muller, the football player, to Fat Charlie Muller, the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I still beat him at that anyway. Aye, that'd be right. No, Charlie, Charlie's good because Charlie helped me when my dream come true. What was he, was sure to, he was sure to phone me up one day, he goes, fancy playing at Ibrooks? I went, I wait the fuck, no. <laughs> he sorted me up. Did you, did you, did you make sure his dream come actually true? actually made his dream come true, as I said. Um, I got my game and uh, it was the Rangers Legends against Aye. and there was some, obviously, TV actors and then Gredo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, nah, it, was a, it was a great athlete, day. There was, I think it was a, a few thousand fans at the game Aye. as well. It was a good turnout and it was for, I think it was for charity. I can't remember if it was for Nando or whatever, but um, that was a great day. Gredo came on and missed a sitter. We were all desperate to give him a goal, but no chance. Oh, he curly toes in his boots. <laughs> Is he a decent footballer, Charlie? Probably the worst fighter player I've ever seen. <laughs> By the way, he's no joking, I'm not. I'm not playing any Mary charity games now because do you know what? See, see for a while. So the big Derek Johnson's the manager at it, right? And obviously, we Burnley that runs it. He's wanting me to come on, so you know some of the the wins in the crowd that like the wrestling and all that. But Derek takes it that serious that the last yeah. one, the last time I was playing it, we were up. I think we were winning something like five two. And that still wasn't an, enough amount of goals in between. Because he was like, ah, we'll just wait to take 6 2. Wait to take 6 2. Ended up, I come on in the 93rd minute. I come on for 10 <laughs> seconds. That's how shite I'm are and how serious Big DJ takes it. I'm not joking. I think Celtic scored in the 93rd minute that day as well. It beat Dundee. Fredo came on. We should have kept him on the bench. Charlie, let's talk about you and your, your fabulous career, particularly at Rangers. Um, but you did have the opportunity to play for Celtic. But you decided to go with Rangers, why? My decision was that Rangers were the best team in Britain at the time, in my eyes. And if I can break into that team, I can break into any team. So I was aiming for the top, I thought. And I was very fortunate enough to get to break in at 17. Played a few games and get 30 grand and get drunk for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty, man. I love your honesty. I do. <laughs> Was it because you're also a Rangers fan? I was brought up, one was us, one uncle. I don't know my father, so I've never known my father. So I have two uncles who are very good, my uncle Jim, my uncle Benny. And I used to go to watch Rangers and Celtic. One was a Celtic fan, one was a Rangers fan. So, so when you were a kid, who did you lean towards? 
anyone that was taking me to football. <laughs> but I played for Rangers Boys Club since I was nine year old. So I always wanted to play for Rangers, obviously, but people say the stories I'd sell it strips not under, underneath my Rangers strip. It was nonsense because my old manager would never allowed oh, that because yeah. he was the biggest Rangers fan on the planet. So <laughs> he'd have flipped me in the ear. But I c- did that annoy you that people thought you were a Celtic fan in a Rangers jersey? Did that no, annoy you when people said it? No, it didn't worry me because I went and watched both. So I, I've, I've never really... I always just loved football when I was a kid. Football mad. I didn't know anything about ca- Protestant Catholics or anything like that. It doesn't really interest me. It didn't interest me. And I'm guessing you were pals with some of the Celtic players anyway at the time. Well, Simon, me and Simon played at Glasgow schools with a 16-year-old together, so that's how I knew Simon. But Never as good as you. Nah, he's a good player, Simon. Different, we, different types different of players. Different type of player, but different types of not as good as you, though, Charlie. Um, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting at. I, get, I have to get in there, don't I, Simon? No, no, it's good, Sam. So there um, you are at Rangers, 17. You're playing with the big team, and what a team, by the way. Once, I mean, how long were you at Rangers? Well, I joined when I was 11. I left when I was 23. I made my debut at 17, so I was really more regular when I, the following season mm-hmm. at 18. Um, I played nearly a year and a half, nearly two years, every game practically. Until uh, getting into a fight in the Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there, Charlie? I can't tell you. <laughs> I get done not proving, so I'm say, saying nothing about it. <laughs> you do know you can't be tried twice. I know, but not proven. <laughs> uh, to be fair, it was just a, a stupid wee incident that should never have happened. But, this, it's, it's, but that's part of growing up. You make mistakes of in life, don't you? How, how old were you at that time when that incident happened? I think I was just turned 19 that oh, day. Oh, so you a young lad, we played, we played Celtic Ibrox that day, and my birthday was the following day. And we ended up going down to there for some dinner, but I didn't bother with dinner. But <laughs> what did you bother with? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one big, gigantic one, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, they were great days. I loved, honestly, I loved playing. I was very fortunate to, I could name every one of my team were internationals. That I'd, I'd played with guys like Mikhailachenko and Kuznetsov, who I watched in 1986 World Cup with Russia, who should probably have won the 86 World Cup. They were a fabulous team. Then I've got Andy Gorham and goals, Richard Goff, Alan McCoyst, Mark Haley up front, and then Alexa Loudrop and Gascoigne, my, my favourite, Ian Durant, Trevor Stephen. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And um, you're in there? And I was part of that. I was very fortunate to be part of that. Stuart McCall, Ian Ferguson as well, you know what I mean? Were you yeah. pinching yourself every day when you used to go into training you see all these world-class players in and around you and you were part of that? I, the thing, I was very fortunate. I was... I, I went in when I was just 15 and a half. I got away from school a wee bit earlier because I was a bit rubber. <laughs> 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 I was as bright as a blackout, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I got in about six months earlier. So I realised there that I need to pick my game up. I need to be better because everybody else there wants the same as you. They want to be into the first team. Aye. So I got a taste of that early doors. But playing and training with these guys was, was phenomenal. But then I, I played in the reserves with likes of Mikhailachenko, Zian Durant's coming back from injury, Duncan Ferguson, these guys. It was a great upbringing for me. We don't do reserve football anymore. I think we're maybe bringing it back this season, but it was a great upbringing for me because I was playing against men rather than boys. Mm-hmm playing against guys like Billy Abercrombie who would have topped her granny. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, people like that and playing against Gary McKay's and things like that. People coming back for injury Aye. and then maybe a Paul McStay's and people like that. Aye. So, it was magic for me. So, it was a great learning curve. Charlie, you're saying that you played with all the amazing players. You trained with them each week. But how, how does it feel knowing that you're part 
of that team that won nine in a row? Oh, it was great. Oh, definitely. It was a dream, probably, of course. Um, Did you expect to do it? Did you believe you could do it? To be fair, I was a bit young and naive and didn't realise what I was aiming for, if you get where I'm coming from. The older, pro, the older pros knew. I, I was very fortunate to play for Rangers at a very young age. So winning was just... <laughs> yeah, expecting one. Yeah. Um, so did you not realise the significance of? I didn't realise the significance. No. No. Until after the game at Tannadice that night, I seen the the pressure lift off from Walter to McCoy's to Durant to Ian Ferguson to Goffey crying, mm. and I realised how much and <laughs> what an achievement that was. You know, mm. um, we did to the best players in the country at the time, so we should have been doing it. Although Celtic were very strong at the time under Tommy Burns, who were very close and some quality, quality players. And we had Andy Gorham, he thanks a lot of the time, uh, to be fair. So You crushed, you crushed the ball in Eldred, didn't you? Yes. Um, Andy Gorham tells a story that he was sitting in Belfast, shock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting in Belfast, and as he heard was a left, a left fitted cross by Muller and a header by Loudrop. He thought the tranny was broke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, aye. I was wondering what he was doing in Belfast anyway. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was with them as Andy Dibble. Andy Dibble tell me about him. Andy Dibble. Great guy. <laughs> no, tell me because as a, he, he ended up getting a nine in a row tattoo, he got didn't he? a tattoo he? nine in a row. It was brilliant. But I mean, he was just brought in the last couple of weeks. Was it was uh, the, goal, the goalie was injured? Eight, the last day, I think he came in in March and the goalie was injured. And mm -hmm. um, Andy Dibble's first day came in at Ibrox and he turned up with a green suit on. <laughs> <laughs> and Archie Knox sent him him back to the Hilton to get changed. That, right? that was Andy Dibble's first day. It was brilliant. Aye. And then we went to Toronto at the end of the season and Dibbs got a tattoo. Great guy he was. And he's shouting when we're, we're leaving. He's him and David Dodd stayed for the next couple of days. And he's shouting to the, us on the bus, day, day 10 in a row for Big Dibs. He's <laughs> <laughs> only, only played eight games, you know what I mean? <laughs> aye, we need to date for Dibs. Uh, we need to date for Dibs. Um, but I love that. Aye, he was a great guy and a great that. character. And How good was Andy Dibble? Andy Dibble wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great, a great, great guy, but... But I'm, I'm, I'm compared people to Andy Gorham, and Andy Gorham was phenomenal. No, Andy no. Gorham was ridiculously good. He would save, but he could save a ball, unbelievable saves, and also he's a great, great guy, and I love him to bits, and I still see him a lot this day. So I try and compare people to Gorham, and I can't. So that's how it's always difficult. Would you think Schmeichel or, Go or Gorham? I'm going to say Gorham. But Aye. What about you? Schmeichel. Mm -hmm. and, and, and my was phenomenal The, the well. memory I have of Andy Gorham, I mean, he, he was a nightmare for Hearts. He was a nightmare for most teams in Scotland, yep. if truth be told. But his performance, the one-man show for Scotland against Holland oh, at Euro 96, mm -hmm. I have never seen a goalkeeper performance like that. How? No, I mean, if it wasn't for him, we were losing 7-0. No, he was unbelievable. He was that unbelievable day. that day. Against Holland, we get a 0-0 draw. We're thinking, hey, hey, brilliant result. Thanks to Gorham. On to England, doesn't yeah. go particularly well. But what a goalkeeper he was. Uh, let's talk about Paul Gascoigne. Good pal of yours. And a drinking buddy back in the day, fair to say? I think everybody would be <laughs> our drinking buddies then. So, uh, Gazza is the greatest guy I've ever known, honestly. I, I love him to bits and he's a heart of gold. And Gazza coming in was just another level, you know. Right. This mad nutcase coming in. Um, super, right. super football player. And, as I say, and even better guy but some of the things he done was great I, I think Grado knows one of the stories one Gordon Allison the physio oh I love that story uh, Gordon Allison the physio Gaza was we were playing in Edinburgh we used to stay in the hotel the night before games I, I can't remember if we were playing Hearts or Hibs I can't remember but we were playing one of the Edinburgh teams anyway and Gaza was going to Newcastle after the game so Gaza had this big 850 BMW 
And he said to God, will you drive it up to Edinburgh for me? Because I might go back to Newcastle right after the game. God, he said, no problem. So we're on the bus playing cards heading up to Edinburgh to stay in the town the night before. And Gaza phones the police and says his car's been stolen. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> so Gordon Allison's driving up the M8. Thank sunny day, beautiful. That's 850 MW and the coppers sirens chasing after him. Gordon Allison's like, oh, what the shit was happening here? <laughs> so the police pull him in. We believe this car's been stolen. No, no, it's not been stolen. I'm driving this for Paul Gascoigne. I saw you. He's like, honestly, I'm, I'm driving it here for him. Speak to him. And Gaz's like, never heard him. <laughs> never heard him. So you can imagine by this point, we Gordon Allison's, the physio's pants were joining the brownies. You know what I mean? So Gaz ended up having to say, we were on notes in the bus. Right, it was yeah. hilarious. But um, obviously Gaz has had to say, aye, he's driving the motor. But imagine doing that now to be to jail. Again, I know. He would get involved in the police, police time. But that was just some of the things he'd done. He was a phenomenal guy and he always up for a joke and things like that. I remember one, one day in Edinburgh, I was staying in the, the hotel right at the corner, just down for the castle. Gaz was hitting me with grapes, just winding me up, hitting my grapes and I didn't react and it's the first time I've seen him angry for about a second so he's flicking grapes at me, flicking grapes at me and I waited till he turned back and forgot all about it and I get an orange size of a pineapple on my jelly and as he was talking to somebody I fucked him right in the back of the head there. <laughs> <laughs> and it splattered all about his head and he turned for a second to get angry and he's, we were all on about and he went and realised but he'd been trying to take a piss for it for a good half an hour but. Do, you, do you reach out to Gaza today now, with, with oh. his, his problems and his troubles have you seen no, him recently I think, he's, I think he's doing okay I think he's, he's doing okay these are old videos and whatever um, it's hard I, to get a hoddy man yeah he's very difficult I think he's got more phones than BT <laughs> <laughs> so no but I think he's doing well I think he's, he's fine and um, uh, let, let, a great guy. Let, let's talk football and the players that you played with. Gazar Loudrop for you. Who was a better player? I can't pick any. You can you split them? I, honestly, the two of them were phenomenal. See, Loudrop was. I remember we were playing on Fairman one day, and Loudrop remember his turn. Mm-hmm. Nobody could get near the fullback. Was always a turn, turn, turn. And Bert Payton was shouting at his fullback. Do you know what sports scene? It does that fucking turn all the time. <laughs> 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 and the fullback's words were. Well, you fucking come and tackle a man. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissing myself. Was uh, Do you know what sports in? Will you come and get the ball off of me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Two but best, two best players you ever played with? Would you say Gaz and Loudrop? Two of them are phenomenal. But I love Ian Durant. But Ian Durant came back from um, that injury was a miracle. Um, what a super football player he was. Um, see his ninety-two year with Rangers. Uh, they run to in the Europe now. Right? It was phenomenal to be man. He didn't get the recognition they deserved after he came back from his injury. I remember watching a uh, match of the day when I was at my grand's and, and seeing David Beckham score that goal for inside his own half, Man United and Wimbledon. But I can also remember the Monday. I think it was on the paper right away. I think it might have been the next day or the Monday and, and reading about the mix-up with the boots. He what? was wearing, was it, was it, he, he was wearing your boots? Or? David Beckham was wearing Charlie Miller's boots? Yes, I didn't know about it until I was at Dundee United or Watford or something. Really? No, because it was in the paper that week. No, I didn't know anything about it. No, How did David Beckham end up in your boots? Because, because I remember the photographer got up, because you can see that the, the photographer zoomed right in and you only, was it Adidas Char- Charlie? Aye. And what it was, I was sponsored by Adidas. Me and Gaza were sponsored by Adidas. And they were obviously trying to sign Beckham when he was a size 8. So they sent him a pair of my, my boots down and they stole all the magic out of him. <laughs> <laughs> that one goal. Never get them back. No, nah, never get them back. He's got them in his case in his uh, sports club or whatever you call it, his academy. Um, I could be doing many <laughs> 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 nah, it to be fair, I, 
it just got him sent down and then the rest is history. Mm. Beckham was a phenomenal striker of the ball and he could have done it with a pair of welly boots on probably but mm. that was a story. I, I did just sent him a pair of size eights and had my name on them. So never knew did that. You, not, did you ever meet, have you ever met Beckham since then? Like, no, no. no. Um, I played against did him. Did you who you of course, <laughs> everybody <laughs> knows who we challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you've played with a, a, you've played under a number of managers over the years. Yeah, I played. Worst with, manager? I, I don't like to say because it he's deceased, but Graham Taylor was terrible. Was he? Was he away for the football? He was a lovely man, nice man. I, I just, I didn't like the way he done things. I remember he signed myself, Neil Cox, and a few other boys when we went. We're in the Premier League in England, uh, Watford at the time. And it wasn't going well, don't get me wrong. And he said, could we have last season's team, can I have a meeting with them and the rest of his leave? And I thought, this is very strange. I'd never heard anything like that before. So that was us getting bombed out, you could tell right away. And I instead of just telling us there and then that, right guys, I don't fancy he's right, he's a pap. That was it, he just had a, a meeting with the rest of the boys. But somebody, we used to get us in the Saturday morning before the game, nine o'clock, gun, warm up, finish it. He'd speak for about 25 minutes, half an hour, and then. But this one day we were playing Liverpool and only spoke for one minute, not even one minute. I remember we were playing Liverpool, and he said he was just walking back down by the river, walking his dogs, and he seen the ducks putting their heads in the water, and he thought, "How lucky are my football players?" And then he walked out. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, um, Mike Lowen and Stephen Gerrard are shitting themselves now. <laughs> As I said, it was a it was a nice man away from the football field, but football for me wasn't. But I played with obviously under Walter. I played under Advocate. I played under Martin O'Neill at Leicester. I was in loan at Leicester for a short oh, time, right. and Graham Taylor. So then Alex Smith up here. Right. I loved him. Best manager man. you played under? It's got to be Walter. Isn't it's it? Walter. I, I loved Alex Smith as well. And Advocate, I got him well with, but Walter for bringing me through, of course. Would you change anything in your career, Charlie, when you look back? Because do you, do you think you, you do you think you fulfilled your full no, potential? No, of course I didn't. But that's a slave. But you get pissed off when folks say that. I think. Nah, but you get no, but it's true though. I but, but every situation is always. I know, but but at like this age now, Charlie, you'll look back and go. No, but there's mistakes, of course. But I wouldn't change it now. I can't change it, so I just have to look forward. But um, some the point of dwelling on the past. No, but, I mean? but but it's, it's one of them things that I am frustrated by Aye. as well, a Scotland fan. Some of the things. I don't know if it was stupid. I don't get me wrong, getting drunk and things like that. But nowadays you can't do that. Obviously the kids are much more fitter now and they don't go out Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not eating kebabs anymore and hitting people with their faces with them or whatever. And, uh, so like obviously football-wise, I think if I trained at Murray Park. I never got a chance to be at Murray Park. The idea I left Rangers moved to Murray Park. I think that would have been a good thing because then you're there training yeah. all the time. Did you make a mistake leaving Rangers? No, no, then because it was my time as an advocate. Um, I'd signed a two-year contract under the advocate, but I said if I sign it, and I understand you've got all these the Dutch boys, great lads, don't get me wrong, some great players. I understand these guys you fancy more than me. It's, it's understanding you brought them in. But you didn't agree with it, surely? No, no, but I understand what he thinks. He, yeah, I have to. But when you look at the players that he signed to replace you, no, ultimately were they? You, they well, you, very good, very but, good. but not as good as you were they? Or no, did, but, well, they became very, they were very good players, to be fair. Van Bronckhurst and people that were fantastic football players. But the thing was, I said to that, I said, okay, uh, I do have, I think, I know you think these guys are better, and that's your opinion, but if I sign the contract, then if I get my chance, then 
you got to keep me in. And he said, of course, Miller, of course, Miller. Good for a Roman Miller. That's what I used to hear. But then I waited till Boxing Day, I think it was, 26, uh, yeah, but 26 of December, we played Stenhouse Muir at Ibrox in the Scottish Cup for my first start. But I was on the bench and that, all getting on bits and bobs. And my first start, and we played Stenhouse Muir in the Scottish Cup. It was an all-in situation. We went 2-0, I didn't have a great game, but I hadn't started since mm-hmm. whenever. Um, so we went 2-0, not a great game. But I played the Wednesday night against Dundee at Dens Park. I scored two goals, got my other match in the league, went 4-0. So Saturday we're playing at Pataudry, names the team. I'm on the bench, I got on for one minute, and I thought, oh, I, I want to play, even though I love playing for Rangers, I, I still, I want to play football, you, you want to play on a Saturday, you work all week to, to play on a Saturday, so that's when I went to Leicester and Lone, I get injured there and then I came back up the road, and I had a letter through my door saying that I have to go and train with the young boys after the, the pre-season, I thought that was a bit harsh, since I was been there since 11 year old. Disrespectful? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dick should have told me in my face, you know, and I meet Dick in the corridor, um, at Ibrox. So you lived up to his name then? <laughs> no, but I still, I still, I got on well. I just thought that was a wee bit disrespectful. But did and, you pull him up? And they tried to shake my hand. I said, you fuck off. Did you? <laughs> did you actually? Yeah, because I was angry. Aye. Me and Derek McInnes, Derek McInnes had played in the cup final that. The, the, when they won the treble, Derek McInnes had played the cup final. And me and him got um, these letters through the, the door. And they were signed off by Murray, who I bloody hate, David Murray. So he signed it off, so... What I want to ask you about is one of my favourite videos. Have you seen this? What video is this? On YouTube. What is it? It was basically in the Norwegian... Was it Norway? The Norwegian version of Punked. A I hidden camera show. Have you never seen this, show. Show. Have you never seen this tune? Nah. Shut up. Uh. Tell them the story. So you, <laughs> the, so you, the, the Norwegian version of... Who are you playing with? Bran? Bran. Right, playing with Bran. SK Bran, right? So yep. you get punked yes. on TV in I, Norway. Yes. What happens? Um, I was actually in the gym. <laughs> in Norway, <laughs> quite surprisingly. Um, I was in the gym, and uh, the kit man came down and said, Charlie, there's somebody moving your car. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I go up in this, this truck, taking my motor, putting it in the back of it, and all, all the players had sponsored cars with our names on it. So mine's going to back his truck. I said, what are you doing? Uh, that's my car. I obviously try to speak slower English <laughs> to yeah. further understand. That's my car. As quick, if I was speaking as quick, I wouldn't understand. I think I speak <laughs> Japanese. But, um, so I was saying to him, that's my car, what are you doing? Um, what's your name? I said, it's on the side of the, it's Charlie Muller, I play for Brian, whatever. And he goes, well, this was involved in an armed robbery. I'm like, what are you talking about? I says, shut up. I was involved in an armed robbery. I says, no chance. So he opens the back door of my, my car and he pulls out a knife, massive knife and a ski mask. And I'm like, when was this a robbery? He said, last night. I said, I just got back from Spain yesterday, so it was my wife who was driving. <laughs> Put your wife in it. <laughs> Aye. So I said that was her. Nah, but so I'm like, oh, talk about so my, my pants. I said my pants joined the brownies, as I said earlier, about God, uh-huh. God Allison. So I, I'm like, there's a boy sitting handcuffed next to the police car. And I'm like, was well, he involved in the robbery? And then the next minute, this black car drives around slowly, and the guy's got a ski mask on. And the guy who's handcuffed next to the motor goes and jumps in the car, and the motor speeds off as fast as he can go. And they shout, Charlie, tell him nothing. <laughs> The police start chasing after him. I'm like, oh fuck! I think I need a lawyer, don't I? So you should YouTube it. Oh, brilliant! They got you hook, line, and oh, sinker. Uh, this fair, is my car. This is my car. <laughs> brilliant. To be fair, when a guy comes around in the black motor and the ski mask, I did shit myself. I knew one. Honestly, mm. but 
<laughs> the boys done because I used to do some bad things to them. But my, my we're captain Martin Andreessen's a great lad, but he'd this Harley Davidson. And every time he'd put his helmet on, I'd put yogurt and bananas <laughs> in it, and he'd put it on it, and all his heat. And so this is him getting there. Oh, aye, that was him aye. getting it back. Um, uh, Charlie Miller, uh, former Rangers player. I won't go through all the other clubs that you played with as well, but it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, my man. Oh, to be um, but see, before you go, we've got to talk about your Charlie Miller Football Academy. Because yep. Simon was in last week, and he was talking about it as well, and you're running this throughout the course of the summer holidays. And it's just here, close to where we are, which yep. is in Glasgow, Glasgow Green. Green yep. And... and Kids of how, what age can they? Well, five to 16, five boys to 16. and girls. And yeah. basically, you'll take these kids in Glasgow Green yeah. and you'll basically play football with them yeah. and, and have, they'll have a good time and have a laugh. I'm coming down next week. Are you, you doing it next week? Are you? Are yeah. you going to help the boys out? I help. So, so how, Show them a few tricks. How, how do, how do like, parents that may be listening to this going, oh, I'd love to send my kids to that. How, how do they get, get involved? See, be fair, I don't even know the email. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, what we can do here is we can say it's Charlie Miller Football Academy. Right, type it into Facebook, if you'll you get it on Facebook that. If you Facebook and Google it and yeah. Twitter it, it's on Charlie well, Miller Football Academy. Yeah, if, they, if they do the Facebook or the Twitter, they, they'll find that me and Simon are taking camps. I've got my own separate academy for Simon that I do Monday, Friday, then games and Sunday. So what's it you actually do? What's it, so the kids come along? The kids come along on what the holidays. Time? They come along 9 o'clock, we start at 10 finish for 12 for lunch, then back out from one to three. The kids are having great fun. I don't know about us coaches, though, because they're, <laughs> they're mental, these kids. <laughs> they don't stop, they don't stop. <laughs> no, nah, to be fair, they've been, they've been fantastic so far. Um, and so Simon's involved, Simon's and Green is going to be helping you out. So yep. it's, be, it's a great laugh for the kids. It gets the kids out. Oh, 100%. Gets the kids in the fresh air, running about, yeah, exercise, kicking the ball, um, yep. having a good laugh. We, we're legends of the, the game as well. You, do you enjoy it? Well, some people say bell ends of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you enjoy it, Charlie? Of course, I love the coaching. I love seeing kids running about with football, enjoying themselves, and just having fun. So you've forgiven Simon for stopping 10 in a row, for being part of that team that stopped 10 in a row? Was Simon even playing then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was there, was he? That was about the full scope of the interview last week. It was all about sto- stopping, stopping 10 in a row. Oh, he still talks about uh, it to this day, honestly. How they stopped 10 in a row this day, I will never know. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Still piss you off. Oh, ridiculous. We blew up, to be oh. fair, we... We were blew a gasket. I think Marco Negga getting smacked in the face with a, a squash ball off Sergio wasn't Sergio a great Pena. idea. Mm-hmm. I think Marco had 33 goals by January. I remember him ripping hearts to shreds a couple of games at the start of the season at Ibrox. Yeah. And I was like, oh my word, who's this boy, mm-hmm. Marco Negri? Yeah. Never heard of him before. Uh, then out the blue, boom, boom, goal after goal after yeah. goal. The boy could finish. Oh, aye, aye. I'm going to win Coist up here. He's the greatest finisher I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie, best of luck with the Charlie Miller Cheers, Football guys. Academy. Glasgow Green is where you need to be. Uh, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Google. Just type in Charlie Miller Football Academy. You'll get all the details. Get your kids down to the boys and they'll have a great time. I hope they're looking for a haircut. Don't type in Charlie Miller. Hairdressers anyway. <laughs> You've got a skinhead. Charlie Miller, it's been an absolute pleasure, my Cheers, man. Cheers, guys. Cheers, uh, Best of luck with the Charlie Miller Football Academy Cheers. over the summer. And um, I might actually send my 10-year-old along as well. No problem. Be wearing a heart strip, though. That's all right. That's all right. Will you look after him? I'll kick 11 daylight soon. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Miller and SD13, Simon Donnelly 13. So we've got a camp together, so 
everyone's welcome. Brilliant. Cheers, Charlie. Cheers, Cheers guys. Charlie. Football daft with Glasgow Private Hire. It's the Football Daft Podcast with Ewan and Grado and our thanks to the brilliant Charlie Miller, former Rangers player. Great to have him in the studio. I know you were happy to see him because oh, you're a good pals with him. Good to see you, Charlie boy. What a player he, he was. He was great. I know he doesn't like to be told... I fucking bringing that up, man. How, ...how he didn't fulfil his potential, but it's a frustrating when you know that somebody is that good. Uh, doesn't know. he fulfil that potential? But it was great seeing him, and he was a fucking stunning footballer. Yep, he was yep, a really good yep, player. Yep. Um, before we go any further, uh, the big debt payoff is back at Carrington Dean, Scotland's debt specialist. Once again, one lucky Scot, which could be you, Grado, because I know you're in debt. Could be me because I'm in debt. I mean, most people We're are in all debt. in debt. Um, one lucky Scot is going to win their way to a future free from unsecured debts by giving entrants a chance to have debts they can't afford written off. Can you imagine having your debts written oh, off? What a position that would put you in. Oh, I'd be out for my dinner every night. <laughs> and it's free and easy to enter and no minimum debt level is required. So head to the bigdebtpayoff.co.uk, enter all your details, and you could be like David from Brecon, who last year had an incredible £7,000 worth of debt written off. How much debt have you got? Oh, uh, well, we've got my money to pay off. Uh, well, you've got I'll, a Argos £350 <laughs> Mate you know what you need to do I need to get to Carrington Dean Yeah Scotland's debt specialist They'll God. help you I know I'll need to give them a bell Give them a bell Or just enter To have your debt written off The bigdebtpayoff.co.uk Is where you need to go To enter your details That's a good website As well as if that. Exactly You get your uh, debts written off Thebigdebtpayoff.co.uk So if you have a credit card Loans Catalogues Or store cards Debts that you need help with then head to the bigdebtpayoff.co.uk now and you can have those unsecured debts sorted thanks to Carrington Dean, Scotland's debt specialist. Entry conditions apply. It may Sorry. not be suitable for all. It can affect credit rating and there is free advice available on debt from moneyadviceservice.org.uk. Terms and conditions apply. Competition is only open to Scotland residents age 18 or over until July the 31st, 2019. Football daft with Glasgow Private Hire. And that's it for the Football Daft Podcast with Ewan and Grado. Our thanks to our guests who've popped in to see us today. Tommy Cunningham, drummer of Wet, Wet, Wet. His stories, right. great lad. He can come in any time. No, actually, I'll take that back because the thing that he said about me, he can get stuffed. Oh, that was brilliant. No, it was You me. should put that as your Twitter bio, your <laughs> Tommy Mallet mixed with Adolf Hitler. Is it Adolf Adolf? I don't know. <laughs> nah, we're not doing that. Okay. And also thanks to Megara and Debbie. Uh, the lap dancers for the Ask the 700 campaign. It's something that I wasn't aware about. And now I've, 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 You've I've, learned something. I've learned something, mate. And you're backing them. I'm backing them to the help. Because they could lose their jobs. Aye, and that's a very serious issue. Yeah. Askthe700.org is where you need to go. Thank you so much to Margara and also Debbie. Next week, it's Margara and Kayleigh Ooh. who are coming in to give us the best-looking midfielder, striker, and manager to complete our team. So that's next week. And also... Let's not forget, thanks to former Rangers midfielder Charlie Miller. Great guest. Lovely guest. Uh, great guy. Great stories. Great anecdotes. So thank you to Charlie. Also remember, if you're an Aberdonian, if you're a Don, <laughs> if you're a fan of Aberdeen, the famous Aberdeen, 
And you want to challenge you and Cameron, you want to come in here and debate with you and Cameron, then tweet us, email us, whatever they can. Yeah. Get I'll- involved in the socials. I want to see this happen. You and versus the Phil of Aberdeen. <laughs> so you go to Facebook, find Football Daft, Twitter at Football Daft Pod, Instagram, Football Daft Podcast, YouTube, Football Daft. You can get us everywhere from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, and also SoundCloud, YouTube. We're everywhere. So what are you up to tonight, Grado? Well, uh, Samuels, professional wrestler, and Noam Dar, WWE superstar, are in town. So I'm going to be going for a wee Indian with him. So a couple of scoops and a curry. Nice. What are you doing? Can I join you? Can you fuck? <laughs> uh, that's it for football, Dad. <laughs> that's it. Sorry. I just, I just, when you do that, I just want to take the piss out of you. I know that's terrible, but you see me it's start doing accent. that there. I, but, and, it's no, but no, it's your mad radio talk that you do. That's it. That's it, and it's great. And coming up next, <laughs> you've been great. And did you know that? It's good, man. Sometimes anyway. I just want to punch you, but sometimes. <laughs> no, I do. I love and, you. And that's it for football, Daft. Grado, you're doing that again? Grado, you've been daft. <laughs> you've been football. <laughs> it's yourself. This is Four Network. <laughs>